What is harder to catch the faster you run? The answer is your breath. Hello everybody and welcome to Starting Sustainability episode 88. I am your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. I have so much to share with you this week. For some reason, I have been on my sustainability A-game this week. (laughs) First of all, I showered in record time at four minutes and 59 seconds. Woo woo! I am so proud of myself. That is a personal best. And I finally hit the under five minute mark. Next, a video was shared to the Facebook group about what to do with leftover banana peels. So according to this video, you take the banana peels and you cut them up into pieces, place them in a bowl or container of water, let it sit for an hour plus, and as it is soaking, potassium, phosphorus, calcium, and magnesium is being released from the banana peel into the water. And after it's done soaking, then you can drain out the peels and use the magical banana water to fertilize your plants. This is a great way to give banana peels one more use before you chuck them. You're also making your own plant fertilizer and therefore you're saving money and reducing the amount of plastic waste because now you don't have to buy a plastic bag full of fertilizer. (laughs) I just did this last night because I just saw the video (laughs) and my garden plants, my vegetable plants are wilty. (laughs) They're not dead yet. So hopefully this fertilizer works. I will keep you updated on how magical this banana water actually is. On a separate note, at work, we still have not reopened our cafes. There's five of them. We are in the process of reopening all five cafes, which has been making work life extremely stressful and really chaotic and busy. (laughs) But anyways, part of that, because we've not reopened the cafes quite yet, we still have a whole bunch of food in our dry storage area that's basically slowly been expiring over the past year and a half. And so last Friday, I helped go through it like we do every month. And we pulled out a bunch of stuff that was recently expired or about to expire. And the reason we do this, even though technically they're still safe to eat, these foods are still safe to eat, but we legally cannot serve them. So we have to pull them and then we donate them. There are a whole bunch of random things like salsa, hot sauce, ketchup. Okay, I'm going to say this wrong, so just bear with me. Worcestershire sauce, white vinegar, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But most importantly, I scored a big gigantic box of Gear Deli brownie mix. (laughs) And when I mean gigantic, this is a commercial kitchen. So that one box of Gear Deli brownie mix was probably equivalent to four regular boxes that you'd buy at your grocery store. And of course... I immediately went home and made brownies that night and the whole family enjoyed them and they were so delicious. I might have had three. Ignore the fact that I'm a dietitian. They were great. (laughs) But with all of the other ingredients, I was looking around and I realized that I could make barbecue sauce with these ingredients. So I texted my husband and we pulled together a plan and I looked up the recipe that he uses and pulled the ingredients that we were going to need, brought them home on Friday night and (laughs) then also on Friday night, I hopped onto Facebook Marketplace and found a whole bunch of pre-loved mason jars 
And the next day, Saturday, I drove around, picked up the jars, borrowed canning supplies from a friend, and we got to work and made homemade barbecue sauce and canned it. And that was my first time ever canning anything. And it was a success. <laughs> so I'm really, really proud of myself. I got a whole new skill set. It was definitely a lot easier than I thought it would be. I was really terrified of how tricky and complex it was going to be, but it really wasn't that bad. And as I went to pick up the canning supplies from my friend, we found out that we both ordered a case of peaches, a case being 25 pounds, which is a lot of peaches. We ordered it from the peach truck, which is a thing that comes to Indianapolis. So you order them like six weeks in advance. We didn't even realize that we both did it which is wonderful. So then we made plans to can a whole bunch of peaches on Sunday, right after the cases were delivered. So that was Saturday morning. On Sunday, went and got the peaches and they were rock hard. <laughs> and they had to wait two to three days, which really stunk because that kind of foiled our canning plans. And really stunk because that was a Sunday, which was a day off, which meant they were gonna be ripe around Tuesday, Wednesday, when I work all day long, making it really tough to can the peaches. In addition to that, no canning lids were found. So when I got the pre-loved jars on Facebook Marketplace, I was able to get 12 lids. So I was able to use those 12 lids for the barbecue sauce, but I could not find lids anywhere. I went to four separate stores and then started calling around to places. Apparently there is a lid shortage and nobody has lids. So unfortunately I had to turn to Amazon in order to get lids but I was able to find reusable lids on Amazon. So anybody who is out there canning, they do make reusable lids. I have not used them yet, so I don't know if they are great or finicky or what the deal is, but my plan is to never have to run into this issue again. <laughs> so I've got the mason jars that you can use over and over and over and the lids that I can use over and over and over. So I'm really, really excited about that going forward. Fast forward to Tuesday and the Amazon package was delivered and the peaches were definitely ready by Wednesday. However, I gave all of the canning supplies back to my friend because she needed them to can all of her own peaches. So <laughs> now I've got a bunch of really ripe peaches, very little time and I gotta figure out what to do with them and I don't have the canning supplies anymore. I grabbed all of the peaches that were the most overripe and processed them. So I looked up how to blanch them, peel them, cut them up, and put them in silicone storage bags to freeze. So about a third of my peaches are now frozen in the deep freezer. Freezing some of them helped me reduce the total amount and now I was able to fit the rest into the refrigerator and <laughs> they are squeezed in there for sure. But that's going to slow down the ripening process and hopefully they're going to make it to this weekend where I will attempt to can the rest of the peaches. As I mentioned, part of the freezing process was I had to blanch them and peel them. So now I have this bowl of peach skins and peach pits and I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, man, there's got to be something I can do. So trusty Google did a nice little search on you. You can make peach syrup with the leftover peach skins and peach pits. So I have saved all of them because you need six cups worth and I definitely don't have that much. <laughs> but I do have them saved in, my, in a container in my freezer. And as I process the rest of the peaches this weekend, I will add to that. And then I will have enough to make peach syrup. And I'm really excited because I love pancakes and French toast, which requires syrup. <laughs> also coming up this weekend, my parents have picked up 10 pounds of blueberries for me because I also ordered those. 
and <laughs> I will be receiving them this weekend. So now I get to process both a whole bunch of peaches and 10 pounds of blueberries. I'm not even sure what I'm going to do with all the blueberries yet, but I've got some time to figure it out. Reusable items like the mason jars and the lids are definitely the way to go in terms of sustainability. And Isabel Agard also shares that viewpoint. She is the founder of Last Object, a company that is replacing single-use items with permanent reusable ones. You may recognize some of her products, Last Swab, Last Tissue, and Last Round. Please listen in on my interview with Isabel Agard. My guest today is the founder of the rapidly growing eco-business Last Object. She is an entrepreneur and collaborative designer on a mission to eliminate single-use plastics by creating reusable alternatives to single-use items that we use every day. She's the creator of the world's first reusable cotton swab, known as Last Swab, which raised more than $1.2 million from more than 30,000 backers on crowdfunding platforms. Her products are made to last more than 1,000 times and are easy to use and reuse, making it simple for people to break their throwaway habits and start going zero waste. So far, Isabel has helped eliminate over 1 billion single-use items, and she aims to make that 50 billion by 2023. Please welcome Isabel Agard. Say hello, Isabel. Hi. Thank you for having me on your podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on board. You've been a very busy lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm a little bit sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about yourself outside of your business so we can get to know you. Well, outside of my business, I am the mother of my firstborn. I just became a mother a year ago, actually. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's a that was a, a bigger deal than I actually had expected, even though, you know, it is a big deal. Um, but uh, but also very wonderful. And uh, yeah, I, I live with my son uh, here in Copenhagen, uh, about three minutes from the office. So I'm very much work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm a mother as well. I have two. I have a three-year-old and my little boy just turned one back in April. Oh. Yeah, I get I get you. It's <laughs> busy and I'm sweaty too, actually, because I just got my early morning run in before the whole house woke up. So <laughs> we're both sweaty and busy today. Wow, that is, uh, that's ambitious. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> so what got you started on your entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journey. There we go. <laughs> yeah, what got me started? Well, actually, um, I've actually always been an entrepreneur. Uh, I, I worked I worked at some museums back in the day, but ever since I actually finished high school, college, it, I've always done my own jobs, been like consultant working or doing projects for people. So I think it was very natural. I also come from a very entrepreneurial family where everybody has their own business. So it's uh, it's always just been like kind of in the cards for me and my brother, who I have a last object with, that we kind of, uh, yeah, that we just always uh, did our own things. Uh, I think it would be, I think my parents would be shocked if I came home and said like, I'm going to be a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you come up with the idea for last object, which is your most current business endeavor? 
it came, it came very organically. I was actually working in the hospital industry, designing different designs for medical equipment and uh, and so on. And uh, the boys that I co-founded Last Object with was, was uh, or is my, uh, my big brother and his design partner. And they were doing a lot of like interior design um, elements for kitchens and like a, they did the fruit basket that was amazing but anyway we were just we're sitting in the office together all three of us and uh, we had a joint office space and I think it kind of just rolled it was like very we, we always talk a lot about design because we're all three designers and and what we want to do in life and we were all very aligned on wanting to be designers wanting like we really have a passion for what we do and how we create it and we do it very differently which is amazing and and it kind of just rolled like naturally that we wanted to do something else than what we were sitting and wanted to do something that really made a difference um, for the environment because that was something that that was uh, like very near I didn't have children at that point but but the two boys had and they were talking about oh their you know their their kids and what kind of environment we wanted to to create that they would be left with when we're gone and and then we started investigating, like, okay, if we should do something, my very business savvy brother was like, we have to do it massive scale. We have to really like do something huge, not just like a little tweaky, uh, you know, design chair here in the corner. We want to do something that just like can really make a difference, actually. So uh, that's where we started looking into single use items. And we were just astonished by the numbers, by the resources that um that is just so wasteful in the single use industry. And, and also this like very su subtle thing that you didn't think about. Like I, I would clean my ears with Q-tip and use a lot of, you know, cotton rounds and all these single use items. I didn't really look at them and think, oh, I'm, that's so wasteful. I, it was just a very, like, it's just a habit and it's not something that amounts to a lot you think. But then when you start looking at what you actually create daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, then suddenly you're like, whoa, okay, this is actually a massive problem and everybody's doing it. Nobody's thinking about it. Yeah. I think that's the marketing that it trained us to. It's okay to use this and throw it away. It's so simple. It's so cheap. And so that's everybody's mindset. You got to get people to change their mindset to stop that bad habit. And you're helping them do that with your objects. Can you share what products last object makes yes of course so we started off with them um, last swap which was a, a cotton swap that you can uh, use and wash and we have two different versions we actually have a third version coming out this month but two different versions first where it was um for makeup uh editing makeup with a little bit of uh, makeup remover you could kind of like make sure that your eyeliner didn't wouldn't flow down or really make a more sharp line above your eyelid and uh, and then you have the the basic swab which is um that can clean your ears really it's oh, it's just like a massage for your ears actually but it is really good at cleaning your ears and then you could wash it afterwards um, and after that we actually went into uh, tissues because this was something that was a little bit more difficult um to change that habit because it 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 was it was about bringing the handkerchief back, but in a modern fashion. So our design is kind of what I call if a tissue pack had a baby with a handkerchief, that's last tissue. So it looks like a tissue pack and it has six handkerchiefs inside. So there's no innovation in the handkerchiefs themselves. They're just 
um, really well made and good quality organic cotton. And then you have this package, which is, which is silicone. Um, so you can pull a tissue from the bottom and then there's a high hygienic um, membrane in the in the middle of between the tissues the dirty ones and the clean ones so that you kind of have clean tissues clean handkerchiefs but so it's still very convenient and it's hygienic to the society that we live in now because nobody really wants to take a handkerchief up their pocket that they used 50 times so that was our second product and our Third product is last round, which is uh, the cotton round. So it's a, a reusable take on cotton round for makeup removal or exfoliation. Yeah. So you were very kind and sent me some samples because I'd only ever heard of last swab. That was it for a Q-tip for your ear. That was the only <laughs> one I'd heard of. And so when I got the box of the samples, I was like, oh my gosh, there's other stuff in here too. <laughs> and I was very excited. <laughs> so yeah, the, the Q-tip that's the last swab that looks like the q-tip meant for your ears it has little tiny bumps on it is it silicone that's on the end of the q-tips and so instead of the cotton where the cotton part would be it's like little silicone with little bumps on it is that what that is exactly it has the same feel as silicone but it's actually tpae which is like a thermoplastic because that has a chemical bind with now i'm getting very technical but the chemical bind with the the rod so that uh, the ends can never come off Oh, okay. Well, I think it's cool because I I guess I'm weird. I don't know if other people do this, but when I use Q-tips in my ears, which isn't that often because I know you're not supposed to, but sometimes you get water in there and you got to get it out. (laughs) And so I'll do the Q-tip in my ear and regular Q-tips. It's like the inside of my ears itch. So I'll do the Q-tip. I'm like, oh, that feels really good. Cause it's like a itch that I could never scratch before. Yeah, and with yours, yeah. it's like a scratching it and massaging it at the same time. Like this is so <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> so I, I thoroughly enjoy using it. And then you just do a little bit. Uh, I just did like a little bit of hand soap. Cause that's what I had at the sink to clean it off. I, is there like a special soap that I'm supposed to be using? No, just regular hand soap is perfect. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Yeah. And then the beauty swab is basically Q-tip, but it's, it's smooth. It doesn't have those little bumps. And one of them like comes to a fine point. So you can do the nice little details in your eyes and whatnot, which I thought was excellent. That's really cool because um, I'm not that great with makeup. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I edit a lot. <laughs> I have to fix it a lot. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Perfect. And what was the other one? Oh, the tissue pack. So I got that out and I shared it with my sister. We were playing through the free samples and exploring them together. And I opened it up and I was like, oh, there's like this weird little cap thing. And so I was wondering if that's what that cap was for, is for to separate the dirty and the clean tissues, which is really cool. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the first thing that my son did, my three-year-old, is he's like, I want to see it. I'm like, here you go. So he just opens it up and takes all the handkerchiefs out. (laughs) I was like, oh, all right, that's going to have to stay hidden in mommy's purse because I don't want to have to pick these up every single time. (laughs) No, exactly. (laughs) Now, the last round, which is replacing the cotton round, to me, that's what is that made out of? Because it's like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like a, a stiff dry sponge type material and then you get it wet and it's nice and soft but I don't what is that made out of 
it was actually, this was the first product we started designing, but the material was really hard to nail. That's why it's our third product and not our first. Um, it is 30% cotton and 70% wood fiber. Ah, okay. So I was like, it's fibrous and tough, but I wasn't, okay, now I know it. Now I know what it's made out of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that was because we wanted, you know, it to be very sturdy. It had to like withhold a lot of washes and uses, but it still had to have that cotton softness so that we're so close to the single use alternative. So for me, it was hard to just get one out while it's dry. Like it's, it's very tough and I was afraid of breaking it, but you just told me it's really tough. So I don't have to worry about breaking it. <laughs> I was going to ask if there was a trick to get it out a little bit simpler, or no. maybe it's just me who can't figure it out. <laughs> no. And they also, the more you use them, uh, the more, the softer they become. So that's why we did the opening so that they're really good uh, when they, they hit that um, softness that they'll get in like three washes. Oh, okay. All right. So maybe I should just throw them in the wash three times right away to get them softer right away. <laughs> well, cool. Those are amazing products. I really like them and I really enjoy them. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> you had mentioned that with the rounds that it's still partially cotton. So can you explain that sometimes people in the sustainability world We'll say that cotton is bad because it uses up a lot of resources. Can you explain why in your instance, it's actually a good thing? Yes. First of all, we use so little cotton. And of course, this cotton is reusable. So it's something that you use on and on again. We have these produced in Germany right now, and they are in a closed circular system. Because with cotton or what you really look at, in cotton industry is the water consumption. It's crazy. Like one cotton round that you would use, single use cotton round, amounts to like 10 liters of water, just that round. And so, so you can see that it's massive amounts of clean water that are used for in the cotton industry, especially when you look at single use because they're discarded so quickly after one use. And, uh, and in our production, we have a circular, so we, we use the water constantly that it's cleaned in the closed system and then it's used again and cleaned and used again. Uh, so this is one thing. And then the other part of, is that you don't discard of it. You can use this again and again and again. Um, so it's uh, so it's something that actually it just has more uses on it. And then you have 70% of the cotton round, which is fibers and these uh, wood fibers. And these wood fibers are from uh, wood, not the it's not waste, but it is waste production in the sense that it's when um, it's a, the part of uh, in production when you cut wood, it's like the waste a part of the production so you have all these wood chips and that's what we use grind it up in our in our product oh okay do you know what kind of wood it is just or is it just I didn't know if it was like oak or pine or whatever I can't think of any other woods <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly that's actually a really good question I think it's a mix because it's it's not from one specific industry or one specific um, area um, but it, it is from, but I should actually find out. It would be fun to see, say like, okay, it's like 30% because it's, it is a mix, but it would be fun to figure out what it, the different tree sorts are. Sorry. While you were explaining about the cotton rounds and whatnot, I had a question in regards to the Q-tips because I'm using it for my ears, but I know a lot of people use Q-tips for nail polish to remove the nail polish can they use those to remove the nail polish or is the acetone in the remover going to damage them? 
yeah the acetone will, will will not probably not immediately but it will with time uh belt the tpe so so i wouldn't recommend that unfortunately that's okay they can use scrap cloth or washcloths or they can use some other stuff and i'm assuming it's the same thing with the cotton rounds don't use nail polish remover on those yeah we actually we, we don't recommend it in general but personally i do use mine for that i have a i have two uh, compartments because once i actually you know took nail polish off with one with one of the rounds and then i accidentally used the same one it had been washed in the washing machine but i used it accidentally to remove makeup <laughs> and uh, you could feel that so uh, so that was not successful but uh, it's important that you at least make sure that you don't mix them with the ones that you use for your makeup and they will um they will get um discolored and 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 I don't think they will withhold that for that long. Now, I don't use that much nail polish. So I've just been testing it the last year and I've maybe, you know, taken nail polish off five to 10 times. So, so I don't like have a really big research um, <laughs> on it, but I, I do personally actually use it myself for them. Well, I like that idea of just doing two sets, one for your face and another one for your nails. That makes sense. That works. Exactly. Just don't mix it. <laughs> and that that is from experience don't mix it <laughs> do you have any plans to create more last objects in the future like maybe a men's line or a children's line or anything definitely definitely we just launched uh this month uh our baby version of glass swap and that's of course because i couldn't not <laughs> when I had my baby he had so much earwax and I just we needed to have some kind of solution um, and I think he has the same uh, experience as you do when when I clean it's like he wants me to clean his ears because he gets like really calm and and like it's part of the bathing routine um so uh, so he's loving it and we're that's coming out this month um I think I that's also I'm a mother and of course like there's just so much um, single-use uh, waste in this segment. I think I have a lot of designs that I'm working on. Also, uh, outside of the baby department, we're working on a lot of different things, and it's going to be really exciting. I think we, uh, you're, you're going to see a lot of uh, designs from Last Object the next five years. That's really awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> Let's back it up just a little bit. I mentioned in the introduction that you were backed by a bunch of people through crowdfunding platforms. Can you tell us about that journey from sitting down in the office and coming up with the idea for Last Object, but how did you like execute it and get to success? How did that happen? Well, it, it's not our first Kickstarter. Uh, we've done it before. Uh, it's a really good thing because as a designer, you kind of, uh, you end up in your own head, uh, in your own office, thinking that your ideas are absolutely amazing and everybody wants to buy this. And, and you get kind of wrapped up in that. Um, it's not very common to like get out and ask and show people what you're doing, but it's just essential for you to be successful because we've done a lot of other projects where we were so sure that this was the and then when we got out and got it on Kickstarter or, or start selling it or, or sent it to a design company that was going to, you know, then you suddenly find out, okay, that was actually just me. I love that product, but not like the world is not going to love it. So for us, it's so important, not only with the first product, also the second, the third, all the products that we're, we're lining up, we want to do this pre-launch uh, either on Kickstarter or on other platforms where you kind of validate, okay, 
is there a market for this? Do other people want to clean their ears with a reusable cotton swab like that? You're not quite sure if you've gone too far or if you have just like hit the sweet spot. And with last swab, we, we, we were not expecting like that massive support that we actually ended up getting. Uh, but we did, we have done it before and we did do a lot of pre-work uh, getting the product really close to production, making sure that that we also built a really good email list. And we had a plan, we had like a, a marketing plan, but we had to have the plan very flexible because this was also something that we would maybe potentially have used three months of our life on. And then nobody wanted to buy a washable, you know, swab Then we also needed to be able to, you know, cut our losses and also go back to our current jobs. You said you've done Kickstarter before. What were some of your other projects that you did? Oh, I think one of, or we've done so many things. We've done jewelry. We've done, the boys especially have done a lot of like designs for kitchens. And right before we actually did Last Object, it's going to sound so crazy because, but we were just, we, were, we thought it was a really good idea. <laughs> um, we wanted to do these cubes because there's like sometimes you talk materials. You'd, for example, when we're talking about wood, you would say an oak tree, a pine tree. But when we're talking, you don't really actually know, you know, is that more yellow? Is that harder? Is that heavier? And it's the same with metals. You can talk about copper. You can talk about silver. But like one to one, how is that? Like, is gold that much, you know, heavier? Or And what about like titanium or something that you don't really have in your hand? So we wanted to do these like inch by inch cubes of all the different materials in the world. And then we would just grow the this like ever never ending uh, supply of all these cubes and different materials, stone, metals. Oh, it was going to be amazing, but it wasn't so successful. So we didn't get that far with it. So is this your first like successful one that took off with Kickstarter or did any of your other startup ideas take off? Well, at this level, yes. Hey, that's still awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I would say you know a lot of them were maybe successfully funded some of them were not but but at this level you know then I know we we've none of us three have done anything in this capacity I'm just curious have you experienced any negativity from disposable competitors not really actually I I think we're such a little fish right now in the pond that we're not threatening them at all. At some point, I think they may see the trend and they may, you know, start doing copies or, or, or starting, yeah, could it could potentially um, be a problem. That's also why we're running so fast right now because we want to make this really, really big, really, really fast so that we can actually make a difference and also that we can beat them before they see us. <laughs> That's awesome. I've heard of other stories, like people who are entrepreneurs, they grew their business and then competitors would start throwing a bunch of legal baloney their way to try to slow them down and deter them. So I was wondering if you had experience in that. I'm glad that you have not. And I'm, I'm happy for that because we do need more sustainable objects and initiatives and we do need to take care of our planet. So I'm really glad that that you and your brother and his partner have all come up with these last object concepts. I think it's fantastic. And you're currently in Copenhagen, correct? Yes. And so these are being manufactured where? It's very different, actually. We started up in China in the very beginning because they're really good at um, 
at production and they're also good at doing fast productions. You know, you can get something out and rolling pretty quickly. But um, we've just, we've moved uh, half a year ago as the last swap production to Denmark. And this was mainly because we did a shift in some materials and we also wanted it to be closer to our home base so that we could follow the production more closely and we could do, we had some edits. We're constantly like improving our, our products and it's a really big part of our DNA. So, so that was really great. There's some difficulties in, in moving something like uh, our silicone. So for example, the last tissue and the box in itself, um, but we do have a really good uh, a really good partner in China that we're creating that with um, and the tissues the same like every element in of the different designs they're made in different ways last round is also made in Denmark so it's uh, it's like spread out but we're slowly getting everything closer and closer to Europe that's our main goal and then if we get really really big then we'll also do maybe production in US because that's a really big market for us so that we make sure that we don't ship too much because that's also a really big part of, of, of really becoming more and more green or going towards um towards that goal so um so we have plans and everything is is moving in the right direction <laughs> all right <laughs> So where can listeners go to check out and purchase some of the last objects? Yes. Yeah, so um, on our website, lastobject.com, you can purchase uh, any of our products. We also have the last mask and spray that uh, is available. And actually in the end of summer, you'll also see the home version of the tissue pack, which is right now my favorite because of the baby. Yeah, lastobject.com. Do you have a discount code for the listeners if they go to your website? <laughs> yes. Yay! I love discount codes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Um, yes, I actually just uh, I just created a discount code for your, your listeners personally. So that is called Starting Sustainability 2021. And that's on 15% off. All right. Starting sustainability 2021. Is there an expiration date on that? Uh, first of September. Cool. So if listeners want to follow you on your journey or ask questions that maybe I haven't thought of to ask, where can they go? We have uh, an amazing Instagram account, Last Object. Um, it's just called at last object. And, uh, and you can also follow me personally, Isabel Agard. Um, I am not that good at posting, but uh, I am uh, in co- in reach for contact if anybody has anything further or something they want to connect with me personally with. All right. So that's the best way is on Instagram? Yes, definitely. Okay. Wonderful. Cool. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day and <laughs> by busy day, I mean like, cause you're a mom <laughs> and you're running a business, you're making changes in the world. <laughs> You're doing a lot. Yeah. So hats <laughs> off to you. And I'm so glad that the Kickstarter came through for you. And that last object is picking up because I've, I mean, I've seen ads for it. My sister and my marketing coordinator, Tori, they both have last object stuff. So when I told them that I landed this interview, they're both very excited about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's great. You're doing wonderful. So I, Definitely wish for continuing success for you and that it keeps growing and expanding and that it spreads around to all of the markets, not just the U.S. and European markets, but everywhere, because this is what the world needs. Keep staying sustainable. You're doing awesome. 
Thank you. Thank you for the wonderful praise. Yeah, we really, I'm actually, I just, when people say to me that like, oh my God, it's so amazing what you're doing. I'm, I'm just, I'm actually every day just at awe of all the people that actually purchase our products and use them and, and love them. And actually that they have become part of changing somebody's habit. You know, I think that's, I just, I'm really amazed of how willing people are of actually, you know, trying something new and, and sticking to it and finding out that it works. You know, it's, ah, oh, that's just, that makes my day every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you deserve all the praise. You do a lot of hard work and you're doing a lot of great things. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you again, Isabel. I'm so glad that your company is taking off and doing so wonderful. And thank you again for joining the Starting Sustainability podcast and sharing your story with us. After the interview ended, Isabel realized, she said, oh, I forgot to say this. So she wanted me to share this with all the listeners of Starting Sustainability. She wanted you to know that the casing, so the cases that the rounds and the swabs come in is ocean-bound plastic. This is plastic that they found in the oceans, harvested it out, and then repurposed it, recycled it, and turned it into the cases of her objects, which is so cool. And because it is different types of plastic each time because it's whatever they can harvest up. The coloring may vary a little bit due to the dyeing process and the different plastics. But all in all, every bit of the company last object is trying to be as sustainable as possible for every single step in their manufacturing process. So cool, so cool. Guess what time it is? It's time for the weekly challenge. And yes, I finally made it to the farmer's market. It only took me three extra long weeks, but I finally made it. Unfortunately, it wasn't even the one in my own town. I took my own advice and had to go to the next town over. That was the only way I could make it work. The next town over, their farmer's market is open eight to four on a Saturday. Way easier for me when I have all these things to do on a Saturday morning, all before noon. <laughs> I was able to get a watermelon, fresh sweet corn and cantaloupe. And I also discovered after chopping up half of the watermelon that a silicone lid will stretch and fit on half of a watermelon. It was the largest lid that I had, but hey, it still worked and I wanted to share that hack with you. Now for this week's challenge, I gotta draw a card and we shall see what it is. It says, Research the companies you buy from so you can support ones that have clear environmental policies in place. Oh yeah, thank you Austin Sachs from Ethic. If you missed that episode, Ethic, E-T-H-Y-K, is a web browser extension. So you can download it onto your Google or any of whatever it is that you use to do your searches and activate it so then when you do search a company it'll pop up and it will give you a green leaf saying they're sustainable or a green leaf with the little red circle and slash through it saying it's not sustainable that has saved me tons of time in researching the company so that's a little hack for you so if you haven't downloaded the ethic web browser extension i highly recommend that ethic is going to be targeting the bigger companies because it is ethic is a small company and there are thousands, millions, lots and lots and lots of companies out there. So they're going after the bigger ones first and working on the way down. So when it comes to the smaller companies, you may still have to do a little bit of research, but hey, that's great. We just want you to, to know and be informed of what you're buying and what you are supporting when it comes to their environmental policies. 
I strongly encourage everybody to join the Facebook group and let us know how the weekly challenges have been going. The Facebook group is called Starting Sustainability, so it makes it easier to find. If you're not into Facebook, we also have an Instagram at starting underscore sustainability. And of course, you can still email me, and that would be Kaylin, K-A-Y-L-I-N, at startingsustainability.com. Next week on the show, we're going to go in-depth about Plastic Free July, where it came from, what all it means, and the whole history behind that, and how you can support it, even though we're like halfway through July right now, but that's okay. We still need the knowledge, and you can still take action. And we're going to do an update on my 2021 bucket list and see how I have been doing so far. Until then, I want all of Sustainer Nation to continue to stay sustainable, keep saving the world, and I'll talk to you all next week. Have a great one. Bye.